It's literally one of the first things that comes up if you search Muppet Zoom background. Wait, really? Why is that specific one? I don't know. I think it's pretty great. 80s wait until robot. You, wait until you see the the. Oh, I love 80s robot. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. Uh, wait, wait until you get. Wait, wait until we get to the thumbnail. Um, it's uh, oh, yeah. it's oh, it's something special. All aboard! Hey. Welcome, uh, welcome everybody watching in the internets in Radio Land to episode 15 of Where Streams Come True, the show where we at Studio 76 suffer through the entire good and bad of Disney+. Plus. I am your host, Collins, and to joining me today are my co-hosts and guests. We have Nephi, Cameron, and Sarah today. Hello. Hello. We, uh, everyone, everyone here is, is returning, so no new introductions. Uh, next time we will have uh, someone new, hopefully. This week, we watched the 2011 Muppets uh, by director James Bobbin. Walter, the world's biggest Muppets fan, and his friends uncover a diabolical plot to destroy the Muppet Theater. They must quickly reunite Kermit and his fuzzy friends to stage the greatest Muppet telethon ever if they are to save their beloved theater. Initial thoughts, have you seen this movie before, and what do you remember from it, and what was it like returning? We are going to start this time with Sarah. Awesome. Um, I have seen this once before, only about... No, I'm the other way. Not on his screen. It's, it's, recording, recording. it's recording mine, so... Oh, yeah. okay, fine. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it once before, like a month ago. Um but it was definitely fun to revisit. I didn't think I was going to like it the first time I watched it, but I did. And this time was even better, so. Awesome. Uh, Cameron, you go while I, I untangle my headphones. Okay. Uh, so I'd never seen this before. Uh, actually, I don't think I've ever seen any Muppets thing before. I think I've seen, like, pieces of the show, but that's about it. Um, it seems hard I, to avoid seeing the Muppets. It does. <laughs> like you, you'd, you'd have to work at that. I mean, I, I don't know. I saw the Menominat video, and I think that's about the yeah. biggest piece of Muppets that I've seen. Um, I thought this movie was kind of meh. Yeah, so mm. I don't know how detailed you want to go into it but i guess we'll just say that yeah gen initial and general impressions and uh yeah. nephi so muppets i had never seen before but i thought this movie was hilarious it's so funny freaking 80s robot just cracked me up all the time <laughs> 80s, 80s robot is the best he's my, my, he's, my favorite, he's my favorite muppet i was pleasantly <laughs> surprised that's good that's good to hear we've got um both sides of the spectrum uh, with Cameron being on his usual side, uh, <laughs> so uh, going it going into the full full review, we'll take this a scene at a time as usual. For those of you new to the show, we just go through the plot and discuss it in that order to keep things organized. Walter, a puppet, lives with his brother Gary, played by Jason Siegel, a human in small town. The two became Muppet fans when they watched the Muppet Show in their youths. As adults, Walter and Gary continue to live together in their hometown of Small Town. Gary plans a vacation to Los Angeles with his girlfriend, Mary, played by Amy Adams, to celebrate their 10th anniversary, and he invites Walter along so he can see them up at theater. Gary is pleased to spend time with both Mary and Walter. We get the uh, Life's a Happy Song musical number in this part, though Mary feels that Gary's devotion to Walter detracts from their relationship. All right, thoughts from the opening of the movie? I loved that opening song. It's it's my it's favorite so song in the movie. Yeah, and then all of the humor throughout it, we're like, life's a cake, and then they like hand him a cake, and he's like, heavy cake. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one part I had to pause at, um, when, um, <laughs> a, uh, Gary and um, Gary and Mary, okay, that's actually easy to remember, um, are in the <laughs> schoolhouse, and it, it it has a shot looking out the window at Walter. 
all, all around Walter, there's like people like with their backs hurting from the musical number before, from the dance oh, number really? before, and like lying from on the them. ground, and there's like a guy being carried in a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they have a, that, that joke a little bit afterwards. They're like, "Ah, oh, they're gone," and everyone collapses. Yeah. Like the whole town. There's so much going. Yeah. Which implies that they like are somehow controlling this town. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that. That's one of the things about the Muppets is you can't really establish any sort of canon because the fourth wall is basically non-existent for a lot of characters, and mm-hmm. you you have weird stuff like that happening where like he mentions like, "Oh yeah, it must have been from that musical number I did outside." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just happens. I had then there was go on, Cameron. Oh, I said there was a part where like Amy Adams is doing that really sad song. Oof. The guy's like watering her window. Yeah. He's <laughs> just watering the window. <laughs> oh, goes back. <laughs> it's 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 funny. When I um I actually had heard the soundtrack before I saw the movie. So I assumed that was all Muppets singing. Um, and I had in my head like who is singing what, but um, I was surprised when it was all humans. I don't really think there are any all human musical numbers in other Muppet movies that I can think of. Muppet Treasure Island might have one. With... No, the Pirates. There's a mix. The Pirates. Of yeah, the Pirates is a mix of Muppets yeah, too. That, that's the first. One. That's what I was thinking of as well. But I think this might be the only one that there's an all human. Well, except for Walter, mostly human, I guess. Um, 99%. There, there, there was a uh, a cut a, a cut part of it where there was an extra verse where Walter Walter was singing, but um, that's actually part of something that I wanted to bring up from the beginning, is when uh, it's going through the montage of them growing up, and like Walter's too short to go on the ride, and then he looks at a funhouse mirror where he's tall and looks all sad. I think that at some point there was a. This, I think certainly at one point this movie was longer. This movie's pretty short. Um, it's about a half an hour shorter than Empire Strikes Back for <laughs> reference, a movie that came out in the 80s. Um, I think there was a subplot about Walter wanting to be a human, which they kind of have in the uh, Manor of Muppet song later. Mm. But like mm-hmm. there, there's him you know, what, look, looking at the thing, wanting to be taller, and him being measured and, you know, being frustrated that he's not getting bigger like his brother. And I don't know. I think I think that that was probably a bigger thing where he, like, was, oh, do I want to be a human or do I want to be with the Muppets? But they decided to just focus on one because there's some lines here and there that... Well, what I think there. it was is it wasn't, like, him looking at the mirror and seeing himself taller it was himself he was seeing himself bigger as in like being a metaphor for like when he finally gets to join the muppets at the end now he's so much more than what he was when he was back in the small town and so he kind of like achieved his dream of being bigger than he was and i guess yeah yeah. I, i can see that and and the sort of um See, realizing that he's out of place, you know, being a puppet mm-hmm. in in a town all full of only humans, and then you know, joining people who are like him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that 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 makes a little more sense. That's how I saw it. I was, I just saw it as him just trying trying to find somewhere where he belonged. Right. I yeah, I think I think that makes a lot more sense. Which is probably why they, if there was a subplot there, that's probably why they changed it. <laughs> yeah. Because it still it still but weirds me out how his, his part of the Manor of Muppet song later because he doesn't he's that that's not really a conflict for him it's definitely a conflict for Gary when he's singing the song yeah. about his priorities but like Walter's priorities is his is more about self confidence mm-hmm. but they needed to do it um, it's same with the other duet where only one side of it makes sense but we'll get we'll we'll get there um, in Los Angeles the three visit the Muppet Theater to find it in ruins. During the tour around the facility, Walter sneaks into Kermit the Frog's office and discovers Statler and Waldorf selling the theater to Tex Richmond, played by Chris Cooper, an oil magnate, and his associates Bobo the Bear and Uncle Dudley. Waldorf explains that the Muppets, if the Muppets can raise $10 million to rebuy the theater in a certain amount of time, a certain amount of days, uh, once Statler and Waldorf leave, Walter learns of Tex's true intentions to tear down the Muppet Studios and drill underneath for oil. Maniacal laugh. 
that's 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 something I wanted to talk about as well as the maniacal laughing. Apparently, that's significant. Um, the maniacal we'll laugh. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later because he only laughs once in this movie. Like actually laughs once in this movie. Oh yeah, his brain is broken. Yeah, when he gets the head injury at the end. Um, and it's supposed to imply that he's never laughed ever in his life, and laughing for the first time is what turns him around. So that's why he only says maniacal really? laugh. He doesn't actually <laughs> laugh. Yeah, I didn't get that until I read the summary of the plot. I thought uh-huh. it was just a joke of him, like, telling them to laugh. Who knew the Muppets went this deep, honestly? Yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess they do. Yeah, certainly make the case. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, like, and, like, the, the stereotypical uh, drilling for oil is such a cliche text, villain's motivation. Yeah, text rich man. <laughs> and yeah, of course there's oil in this one block of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, for no reason. The La Brea tar pits are relatively close. You could make the case that maybe there's some dinosaurs down there, but it seems unlikely. Maybe. And they talk about it in the beginning when they so when they when they say that it's going to cost ten million dollars, right? That's in the beginning. Yeah. So, is he going to pay ten million dollars for that place? I think he already paid it. Yeah. Basically oh. buying it back. Yeah, yeah. Basically buying it back. It, it's confusing. Um, for those of you, uh, I guess, down here on the bottom of this, my screen, who haven't seen the original Muppet movie. <laughs> There's a lot of references to it in this movie. It's the uh, the standard rich and famous contract is from the end of the Muppet movie where they... You have a visitor, sorry. Yeah, there's a cat, don't worry about him. Um, where they, they finally arrive in... The, the plot of the first movie is I'm trying to get to Hollywood to become famous. And they end up in the office of... Who is it? Who is it? Uh, Rosebud, what's his name? Citizen King. Oh, um, oh Orson Welles. Orson yeah. Welles, yeah. They end up in Orson Welles' office. Um, he, he has a cam- Orson Welles has a cameo in it, and he's playing some character. Some and, Hollywood exec. Yeah, and, and it ends with him just going, draw up the standard rich and famous contract, and that's, just, that's how they start the Muppet <laughs> yeah, show. Muppets go, yay! Yay, so that, that's what that is. So oh, there's, okay. there's actually a continuous timeline with all these Muppet movies? Not, not all of them. Just... Um, I might this be is wrong. like its own timeline. Yeah, oh, I haven't okay. seen I haven't seen like Muppets in Space and stuff, but um, there's like the Muppet movie, this movie, and then Muppets Most Wanted is technically in the same timeline, but mm. it, it's not that good. Which but, is yeah, why they're all is... kind of washed up because it's been yeah 30, 30 or so years. They do they do the sort of meta actor 40. thing in all of the following movies, like the Great Muppet Caper, which is the sequel to the Muppet movie, the original Muppet movie. Um, they're all playing different characters. Like Kermit is playing somebody, and like they're detectives in the plot. So it's it, mm. it, it has, it, it's not related at all. But this one is a, an actual sequel to the continuity Muppet okay. continuity, okay. I guess, of the first movie. Because even the first movie has weird continuity. Because like they, um, when Kermit and Fozzie meet um, uh, Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem they give them the script of the movie to catch them up, which then they use later to find them. So, like, it, you, the continuity is fuzzy in all the movies, um, mm. particularly the first one. And in this one, it has a lot of that as well, where they just know they're in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um, we go, we continue onward. Uh, Walter explains the situation to Gary and Mary, and the three track down Kermit at his mansion. I want to stop real quick there because we lack we, we didn't cover Gary and Mary, um, who have been dating for a decade. Years. <laughs> yeah, they've been dating for ten years. And he I gives think her like the, the most chaste kiss on the cheek. Yeah, he gives her a kiss on the cheek, and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they still like ha- shake hands after dates or whatever. <laughs> I guess it's like it's it's part of the joke cuz they're from small town and it's like yeah. like small town values or like oh yeah, we're we've been dating for 10 years and maybe we'll get married. Which You'll I guess I guess they're horse and get down on one knee and it'll yeah. finally be over. <laughs> and cuz like at first I want to say like there are relationships like that like that where people just don't get married but they 
but they don't live together. That's the thing. Is they're mm-hmm. like in a like a typical dating relationship, and the assumption is one day he's gonna propose. But it's been <laughs> ten years. <laughs> and then look, and by, based on the the prom picture, they've been dating since high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she's so patient. She's so patient. <laughs> like she's not complaining, and the fact that she's the third wheel in her uh, Gary and Walter's relationship, mm-hmm. and that's fine. She just wants one date on their trip to <laughs> California, which is about them. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah, and Walter once wants the, this so much. Yeah, once the adventure starts, she's gung ho about it. Even even more gung ho than Gary, because mm-hmm. uh, Gary's like, "Ah, oh, we should give up trying to find Kermit," and she's like, "No, here we let's go." Anyway, uh, so we'll go on. If we do, this um, will be such can a we talk movie. about? Can yes. we talk about this real quick? So, when Gary, not Gary, the Walter? Muppet. Walter. Walter. When when Walter goes and tells Gary and Mary about uh, uh, the plan, they do this really weird like track shot of him like running. <laughs> but of course he's a Muppet, so it doesn't run right. And so it's like the whole that time. That was a meme when this movie came out. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I still see that 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 the GIF of his him freak running. Out. His, his freak out. It was so weird. I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> I feel like they've done that with Kermit in a previous movie. I mean, they they have the like every episode of the Muppet Show, when he'll be like, "And this is the Muppet Show," Yay! and he'll like wave his arms around. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> anyway, that they actually show Muppets walking. Um, I they they had them walking so much in the. Uh, it is a like little that. weird. They actually have a picture. Hold on. They Can have that in, in in the original Muppet movie. They have a composite shot of Kermit and Foggy uh, dancing, mm-hmm. um, and it like has their legs and stuff. And there's also a shot of Kermit riding a bicycle. Oh, which they did with. I don't know how they did that shot. It still it still confuses me how they did that. Well, it could just be like they um, paint out the strings and it's, stuff. Yeah, I think they just painted out the strings. But like, even like, how do you do a bicycle with string? Anyway, I, have, yes. I have a picture. Yeah. I'm just going to make it my background. Okay, so <laughs> this is what they did in this oh movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is they just had blue suits and they so they chroma keyed out and then they and then they just walked him down with like probably the little sticks that they use for some puppets. But I just I wasn't going to show you guys but it came up so I was like Oh this gosh. is my second choice for my background. Uh, the thing about it is that there is a lot of this in this film. There is a lot of yeah. I personally like it. It is he's funny. Kind of, he, he's a technologically advanced Muppet compared to like. I mean, they all can walk. Yeah, like, they, they would shoot scenes with like not seeing the floor, and the puppeteers would be underneath the floor. That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. 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 This is so- the part where he yeets himself off of a shelf. And then to open the door. <laughs> to open oh, the door. Yeah. Yeah. So what bugs me the most about that was that like a lot of times when they're walking, they would do this kind of like thing when they're walking. <laughs> and then when they show the legs, they're just walking normally and you don't see the he- weird head bob. And so it's mm. this weird continuity thing and it just bugs me. Interesting. I don't I don't yeah. think I noticed that. But I'm glad you I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, continuing on from that that massive tangent, one second. Um, it's part of the movie. It's part of the movie. Uh, so he he explains the situation to, to Gary Murray. Uh, the three track down Kermit at his mansion. Kermit is distressed to learn the news, but realizes the only way to earn the $10 million would be to put on a show, which the Muppets haven't done in years. And we get the pictures in my head number. Walter convinces him to try anyway, and they set off to reunite the group. Fozzie is preferring with a group of uncouth Muppet impersonators, the Moopits, in Reno, Nevada. And Kermit persuades him to leave the group. Gonzo's become a powerful plumbing magnate. He at first refuses, but, but secretly longs to return to his daredevil days. He then blows up his business and joins them. Animal is in a celebrity anger management clinic. He rejoins them, but his sponsor, Jack Black, warns him to avoid drums. During a montage, the rest of the Muppets are found and picked up. They then travel to Paris to find Miss Piggy, who went to work as Vogue Paris's editor-in-chief. They try and ask her to come, but she refuses to cooperate. The Muppets replace Piggy with her Muppet counterpart, Miss Poogie. 
there's a lot to unpack here. A, a lot to funny yeah. stuff. Um, another, um, first off, another reference to, I guess, a couple references to the original a movie. Yeah. Uh, Fozzie, Fozzie working at a, a basically a, a dive bar is where he he got his start in the original Muppet movie. It was kind of and a saloon in the first movie. It was a saloon in the first one, yeah. But it, it's sort of a similar vibe. And uh, Gonzo, um, in the first movie, he had a plumbing truck that he drove around before he met Kermit. Small business with Henrietta. With Henrietta, the, the chicken. Um, and so I guess, yeah, he, he went back to plumbing and now... Um, Wildly successful. <laughs> that, that scene was so funny. With the, Take a seat. In the room, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, um, executive These are the executive used toilets <laughs> oh my goodness um and we get um the the travel by map oh yeah uh, which I that's found good funny um <laughs> just we can't know. drive to paris it'll take too long you <laughs> <laughs> can't drive to paris yeah walter it's way too far <laughs> that's what it was yeah uh, uh yeah yeah gary and his lovable stupidity what's the uh the really tall muppet really shaggy tall muppet i don't know like the blue one the one Mom's that looks brown. like a mop the one that works at the auto oh oh um sweetums part. yeah because that's where yeah. he was the first movie yeah he's working at um mad mooney's used car lot where which is where he was working in the first movie and just like in the first movie they drive off without him and he has to walk <laughs> all the way there that's so messed up <laughs> it's like in the, I, it's, I believe the there was a in the first movie uh the person that owned the the used car lot was someone very famous it was it was were, a cameo yeah they're since passed away so they weren't in this but they had, they had they had a they had a look-alike in the shot milton like burl milton burl yeah cool. I'm um sure I'm only the one that probably knows that i recognize the name sure yeah. um in in the first movie they uh meet him and when they when they exchange cars at the car lot and they ask him like oh you want to go to hollywood with us and he's like hollywood and then he runs to go get his stuff and they're like Oh, he just said Hollywood and then ran. I guess we'll go. And then he gets his stuff and goes back and they're already gone and he has to walk all the way. And he does the same thing. Here. All the way to California. Yeah, because he because he wouldn't because he doesn't because he doesn't fit in the car. So True. discrimination. Isn't oh gosh, it so yeah. funny? We we passed over we passed over 80s robot. Um yeah. Yeah. back at Kermit's mansion. The MVP funniest joke of that is his whole scene of the would you like a drink? Tab, new Coke. And he's like bumping this up. <laughs> Grody to the max. Gag me with a spoon. And he uses his modem to find the other Muppets and it's that <laughs> modem noise. Uh, that even us who are primarily 80s kids, uh, not 90s kids, 90s. Or, or 90s kids, um, still uh, can appreciate uh, the references of 80s robot. I just wish that he was in more stuff beyond this. I just don't understand why they would let that 80s robot drive when there was perfectly adults that could drive. (laughs) I guess because he's got got the uh, GPS. Uh, I wonder wonder how they did the driving in this one. That would be interesting because they did it very dangerously. Autonomy. Um, uh, SAG would not be happy with them if they did the same thing they did in the first movie where they had people uh, you know puppeting them up and then they had a third person controlling the car looking through a hole like down under the dash onto the street oh and just like controlling the car like that and like pushing on the pedals and their their hands it worked it was the 70s it's fine it was the 70s (laughs) you can go away with anything um the Muppets pitched their idea for a telethon and are rejected by several TV networks. One executive, Veronica, played by Rashida Jones, accepts uh-huh. an offer to give the Muppets a two-hour opening in her network schedule due to the sudden cancellation of one of the network's hit shows. However, on the cancellation uh, that they, on the condition, I mean, that they bring a celebrity guest, the Muppets repair the theater to the tune of We Built the City, but their rehearsal does not go well and Kermit is unable to find a celebrity guest. Miss Piggy returns and kisses kicks Miss Poogie out. Kermit persuades Walter to help them out and find his talent. Um, now, this is the point in the movie where 
my enjoyment went from here downhill. Really? Real quick. Yeah. Okay. Care to elaborate on that after taking a dramatic drink of water? Yes. So this is where the plot gets less and less stable. And then Miss Piggy comes in and her voice is so annoying. Like, why couldn't they just have an actual girl voice Miss Piggy? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Miss Piggy like, is a, a man voice, right? Yeah. I yeah. believe it's, it's, yeah, I believe it's, it's a man doing a falsetto. It always has been. It's yeah. I believe it was Frank. <sighs> Frank Oz. Like Oz. Was it Frank Oz? Yeah. I think yeah. it might have been Frank Oz originally. Who did Yoda. Who did Yoda. Yep. Yeah. Um, not, technically not a Muppet, but we, we still call Yoda a Muppet. Uh, I guess um, ba based on the, the IMDb recap, if that is considered to be any sort of canon, the species is Puppet. But like based on what happens in the movie, Muppet is just like their brand name. Oh. But like, if you're going to refer to them as a species, it's either like what animal they look like or just a puppet. Hmm, if you want to get into the deep lore of how the Muppet universe works. <laughs> that's, right. that, that's one thing that I've always, that's always just um, amused me about this universe is that people have just learned to deal with these sentient puppets just existing and just being around and doing weird stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you're shopping at the supermarket and there's like a, an eight foot tall elephant bipedal that has a silly voice. Just, it's just there. Shopping next to you. Just shopping yeah. next to you. Yeah. But they're, they're rare for certain. Um, but what else? Okay. What, what else do we have that scene? Um, I don't know if we want to, the, the only joke that kind of fell flat for me might have been. Oh, well, they had uh, man a little bit. They had Childish no. Gambino in here. I Love can't remember man. his actual name. Oh, Donald Glover. Right. Yeah, yeah, Donald Glover. Baby Horse Donald Glover. Like, when he ran to the room, I was like, what? Yeah, He's, but with his community hair. He's <laughs> a, um, a much higher tier actor now uh, yeah. <laughs> to be in a Muppet movie than he was then, because that was still in his community days, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, we had, we had got, he has the same hair. Yeah, I we had uh, we had uh, Ken Jung. Is that Jung. correct? Yeah, Ken Jung. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Uh, as the host of Punch Teacher, uh, <laughs> which is very on brand for him. The Teachers Association is suing us. Why? What's their problem? I have no idea. <laughs> I love it. I, I I tried to find. That was one thing about this movie. I tried to find background Easter eggs after I saw that that thing in the beginning of like the guy in the stretcher. But remarkably, mm -hmm. not that much. Like in the classroom, I was like, is there something funny on the walls? Not really. The list that they hold up is just normal stuff, except for In N Out Burger was one of the items on their list, which I thought was funny. Um, and uh, the, uh, the circle of things that are popular that Rashida Jones shows the Muppets. Oh, yeah. Um, is, is, is just, I don't think there's any, any like, <clears throat> real jokes there there's just, oh. no, just celebrities it was just celebrities actors, you know. like uggs was like on the outskirts and i guess 2011 that's, that's about that's right funny. there was like the old logo for twitter um in one of them hmm. and i think like at the very very center was lady gaga i want to say yeah which During i guess yeah same monster period yeah um anything anything else from this segment um i think the, so um, I, yes, nephew. I, in the in the in the theater when Gonzo when they were cleaning up the theater, and they fell asleep. So is Gonzo married to that to the chicken? Yes. So yeah, yeah. are those are those his kids or was he like being um, a a player with um, those other chickens? I know they have a care a chorus of chickens in the Muppets like cast. I don't think they're his kids. Okay, so he was doing something. So they're just like there. groupies <laughs> yeah. then? Maybe they're like her sisters or something. Yeah. It could be. And why don't the chickens talk? If all the other weird Muppets <laughs> talk. <laughs> they're the most animal-like yeah, of all there's, the animals. And, and then there's like the Muppet um, rotten food as well. The, the rules right. of how Muppets were. Yeah, which get torched by Swedish Chef. One, one thing. I love Swedish Chef. But I hate how he has normal human hands. Yeah, that is I. That is always. It's I, always I, been weird. 
I think recently, um, like in the in the new uh, Muppet show that's coming out during sometime this summer, I think, um, they gave him like felt hands. The TV because, show. Uh, the new, the one that's coming out. Oh, the new. Okay, the newest yeah. one. Yeah, they because in the in the in the ABC show, he still has human hands, which is just really weird to watch. Because um, the way they would do it in the original show is they have one person puppeting the head and doing the voice, and then someone else doing both hands. So he'd be like doing the cooking thing and the person doing the head and the voice would be doing whatever and they would have to just try and adjust to whatever the person with the hands was doing, which is why he's so sporadic. It's because they don't, they don't, they usually improv to those. So the, the one person wouldn't know what the other puppeteer was doing. But in this, they gave him a flamethrower, uh, which is pretty par for the course. He does shoot a cannon at the audience in uh, Muppet Vision 3D in California Adventure. He's uh, very violent. He's very violent. Uh, he's one of my favorite Muppets, for sure. Um, yeah. We got um, Pepe the Prawn uh, hanging out with Miss Piggy in this one. Uh, he's um, He and Rizzo have a dynamic that's really funny in the ABC show, and like they have a, a dynamic in most other stuff, like Muppet Treasure Island. Rizzo was mostly non-existent from this. There's that one thing of the rats like soap dancing around when they're cleaning. They're like skating on soap. But that's Isn't there a gag where he's like, "I'm bare." There's some Muppets that are barely in this movie. That's in, that's in uh, Muppets Most Wanted, the sequel to oh, this one. Oh right, yeah. Where I'm mixing up my Muppets. They're, they're talking about Walter and Rizzo's like, "Yeah, we already gave him his own movie." Like Walter leaves the Muppets at one point. No. Um, the bad guy who replaces Kermit lies and says that Muppet Walter leaves the Muppets. Anyway, that doesn't matter. When someone's like, "Why well, he can't leave. We already did an entire movie about him joining. Yeah, and some may say even at the expense of more beloved and less known Muppets or something like that. That's what it was, and it's like, yeah. And it's like Pepe and Rizzo. No, oh, it, was, it was Rizzo and um, Kermit's nephew. I don't remember his name. Oh, um, I don't remember his name. Kermit, Muppet. Robin, Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah, it. and it's him and Robin who weren't even in this movie, and they're like, come on, Robin, let's go. Um, anyways, sorry. Anyways, uh, uh, that, was, that, that wasn't a tangent. That wasn't a tangent. That was I mean, it, it does reference this movie. Um, we get um, the Jack Black scene. Jack Black is great in this movie, which... Um, I enjoyed him, yeah. I enjoyed him. Yeah, I'm just going through his IMDb. Yeah. And he gets punched in the face by Christian... Uh, Kristen Schaal, is that correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah I recognized her uh, voice before I recognized her face. He's Kung Fu Panda 2 the same year. Oh. Mm. I didn't see Kung Fu Panda 2. No. I didn't like Kung Fu Panda 1. Um, but that's besides oh. the point. <laughs> um, no, not, none of my hot takes for that. Um, Let's uh, let, let's 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 continue. I should have done a timer because I don't know if we're doing. I feel like we're going a little too fast, but I don't care. We've got a lot of Muppet jokes to talk about. Muppet Man, that was funny. Uh, Emily Blunt was in this. Oh uh, yeah, she as was great as the secretary. Ah, yeah. she's great. Anyway, uh, soon realizing they have not found a guest host, Kermit asks Tex to give their studio back. But he refuses, and we get my least favorite musical number. Let's talk Ugh. about me. Uh, oh, I hate they, it. <laughs> they further reveal, but you, we do get a part in there where uh, Bobo the Bear accidentally squirts Uncle Deadly in the face with <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Windex or something. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, um, Ker, uh, he further reveals that the Muppets will also lose the right to the Muppet name. It will be given to the Muppets, who have allied with Tex. Uh, Miss Piggy then organizes. Miss Poogie, wait, no, the Muppets. Yeah. My goodness, Miss Piggy. I, I have I have Muppet and Muppet right like on a line below, so I, I got it mixed up. Miss Piggy then organizes the Muppets, sans Kermit, to kidnap Jack Black to serve as their celebrity host. Mary returns to small town after Gary forgets that he promised uh, forgets the promised anniversary dinner, the w one thing that uh, was planned in this trip. Uh, Gary and Walter. Each want the others help with their problems, and they have a falling out. Gary realizes that he needs to step up in his relationship with Mary, while Walter realizes he was meant to be a Muppet, 
and we get the man or a Muppet number. Uh, Gary returns to have dinner with Mary, and they watch the telethon, which goes well with celebrity support and Jack Black as host. Tex cuts the power to the theater, but Gary and Mary rush back to Los Angeles and repair the wiring so the telethon can continue. Uncle Deadly turns on Tex and stops him from destroying the transmitter antenna. I also realized that I never gave my initial thoughts. I like this movie. There it is. Um, I think your vast <laughs> knowledge of the Muppets covers that pretty bad. well. It's not bad. Oh, I've never seen this? the original Muppet show, so I don't have a vast knowledge. That also kind of reminds me. How do you even go about doing that? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not really streaming anywhere. You have to. You have to have like the original VHS or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Cameron, so, you were going to say something. Yeah, that that also kind of reminded me of another kind of behind the scene joke that they had. Uh, every time they leave or enter the small town, the population number goes up or down. Yeah. That's a funny <laughs> By like guy. one or two. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that, that 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 was funny, and they have the one bus which goes from there to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I guess they were using very a, far away. I guess they were using a rental car for everything else. Hmm. Um, a yes. rental car that had travel by map, or maybe that was Kermit's car. No, that's Kermit's car. Oh yeah, and uh, we forgot about the 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 uh, the choir joke when Kermit appears. Oh yeah, that's a laugh. Um, that that's something that the Muppets do really well is have like a dorky cinematic thing, but then like v- explain everything in it, like. The light is his car headlights, and the operatic singing is an actual bus that's driving by. Yeah, I love those kinds of jokes. Uh, so, Cameron, uh, how did yes. your how did your interest decrease even more during this segment? Uh, I think it peaked a little bit because of the show. It was interesting, mm-hmm. but we got to the point where they like they they get to the end of the show. And then they like hit the number and it like goes yeah. to 99,000. And I was like, so literally this whole movie is for nothing. And then it just, they don't explain. They don't like redeem themselves after that point. And then I was like, okay. We're not, we're not quite there yet, but we will, yeah, we so will I'll, talk I'll, about that. I'll back up, but yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but uh, Man or a Muppet. Oh. It was a, I think it was a good song. Yeah. Oh, it it didn't it didn't even mention the um, a party of one song as well. Oh yeah, that's a funny one. I love I like that. I thought it was funny. I didn't understand why Miss Piggy was singing a part of it because she wasn't having a party of one. She was hanging out with uh, this shrimp. <laughs> yeah. They just needed a duet, so they went with they went with Piggy because she she had broken up with Kermit. Yeah. And spoiler alert. Um, they they get back again at the end of this movie. They stay together through Muppets Most Wanted, but between that and the ABC show, they break up again. But at the end of the ABC show, they get back together. So it's a will they won't they? Thing. It's a will they won't they? They were they were going to explore that in season two, but they didn't get a season two because nobody watched it, which is a shame because it was hilarious. Um, I will say about the the party of one is just in general, Amy Adams and well and. The other human people give like 100% of their energy. Like this may be a Muppet movie, but she is like singing and acting like it's the one that she got an Oscar nom for, which I think mm-hmm. is just really funny. And it's crazy that she is an Oscar nom. I don't has I she think won? she's just a nom. I think, yeah. okay. But yeah, but any American either way, like she's got like these gritty like rated R movies that she's done and then the Muppets and she gives the same amount of dedication to both yeah uh the reason Jason Siegel is so dedicated to this movie is because he was one of the writers on it as well yeah he <laughs> wrote the movie so he wrote the movie so of course he's invested oh, interesting which I guess like I get I think Walter is kind of a self-insert for him a little bit more than his own character probably yeah. Uh, because he, I guess he really likes the Muppets or something. I'm totally projecting that. To. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I don't love the you, Muppets to write a movie. If oh, you there's... write and produce a movie, you have to like it. There's Rizzo. Yeah. There's Rizzo the Red. Rizzo! And I am here for the food. Uh, that's from a different movie. Um, oh, and the you, you noticed, Sarah, that during the We Built the City number, the first time we see Walter whistle, 
mm-hmm. um, which I believe I believe one of the there was a deleted scene of him whistling before. Oh yeah, it was um, when they are trying to get someone's attention. Oh, like when they're going down, like. Uh, yeah, they're going down the downtown boulevard. L- LA. Yeah, they're yeah. in downtown LA. Yeah, and it's one of the deleted scenes where they're trying to get like someone's attention or something, and he whistles super loud, and they're like, "Wow, Walter, that was cool." That's not really needed, but sure, <laughs> he okay. can whistle real good. Um, I didn't like that. I thought that was kind of dumb. <laughs> that whistling was his talent. <laughs> he built you... that up for like half the movie and then they're like and now he's just gonna whistle for three minutes <laughs> that's his talent that's uh well, well what what would have been a better talent that isn't already taken by another muppet i have no that's idea time. like the whole time i was like what the heck are they gonna do to like actually you know pay off on this build up here because they're mm-hmm. building it up really big, and then he just starts whistling, and I'm like, okay, so they just didn't pay off at all. He gets a standing ovation. It's kind of relatable that like he's <laughs> scrambling to get a talent, and he's like, I can whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be on TV. I gotta think of something good. Any uh, whistling? <laughs> yeah, let's let's go on to that. Well, um, before we get on to that that scene in particular, um, I got the hobo text, text, that shows up. Oh, oh hobo Joe. Um, played by Zach Galifianakis. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. You did, I did you not didn't recognize him. him. Oh, no. wow. He must, have been, he must have been doing a good job. <laughs> um, we get uh, Statler and Waldorf, and then Jack Black kind of doing the same role they do of heckling. I don't know at one point. It's kind of nebulous at which point he goes from being unwilling participant to playing into the bit. I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever playing into the bit. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so either. I um, think they they like love him while he's also like dying yeah. cuz he wants to get away. Yeah, and they yeah. they they cut his hair and they make his hair look <laughs> nice, which is not on brand for him. Especially now. My goodness, his his, oh, his yeah. wild beard and hair, he looks awesome. <laughs> looks um, crazy. But um yeah, because like when when uh, Fozzie is doing his jokes, and people think, oh, like the joke is that Jack Black has been kidnapped by them, <laughs> instead of <laughs> actually being what happened. This is a the, bit. Kermit, which is more illegal, kidnapping Jack Black or destroying the Muppets? <laughs> kidnapping Jack Black. <laughs> Doesn't he say like temporarily inconveniencing? Temporarily Jack Black? inconveniencing. And then Kermit's Jack Black. like kidnapping Jack Black. <laughs> I haven't finished putting my balls on. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what project he was supposed to be working on. Something Kung Fu with Panda. motion capture. Kung Fu Panda. That's oh, what you think they did motion capture for Kung Fu Panda? I think they did motion capture for Kung. Well, it would have have had to have been Kung Fu Panda too. I definitely. I don't think they would have gotten motion capture for Jack Black. He can't do <laughs> Kung Fu. Because he can't do kung fu, Neither can Poe, and he's right? not nearly as fat as Poe. Yeah. Well, it's just to get the the armature, the skeleton. I guess. Right. Yeah. But just to get the way he capture. walks. Yeah. I don't I know. I feel like they could have just used the skeleton from the first one. Well, I don't know what they're using. The Hold moment. on. <laughs> it, it was it was just for a ball joke in a Disney movie. And then they had that weird like name thing. Yeah, where it's like a uh, like a, a Chinese action movie. Yeah, where it has, like their names with the the translation under it. Um, that was one of two Chinese jokes in this movie because there was also the tourists who said, "Is this Universal oh. Studios?" And he's like, "Like yes, it is." Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that now? Wasn't that Frank Oz? I think that was Frank Oz, wasn't it? Was that Frank? I... The I tour like, guy? No, 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 no. It was the somebody else. It was the dad from some sitcom. No, it was. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is where I remember him from. It's um, <laughs> uh, Tim Allen's uh, father-in-law from uh, Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to say something less obscure. 
I don't know. I have to I Google don't, Santa Claus three. Gosh, to open up a new what? tab because I, was I don't know. I, have, I don't. I can't remember him from anything else. Hold on. I don't remember his name, so I have to go to IMDb real quick. Nope, that's not it. Oh wow. Um. Uh, Eden is having a really big brainstorm right now. That's interesting. Ellen Arkin. Ellen Arkin, of course. Who is famous for Argo, what? Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, oh Little, Little Miss Sunshine. Sunshine. Edward That's it. Everybody in the communication department has seen that because of uh, screenwriting. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's from. That's a Ellen very nice. Arkin. Why did Santa Claus 3 pop into mind first? <laughs> Don't know. That's you. <laughs> I guess. Do you think that that joke was like a Disney dig at Universal Studios by having Universal by having the ruined Muppet Theater be mistaken for Universal? I think it's just funny that he's like already taken their money, so he's gonna say whatever he needs. Yes, to. it is. Mm. <laughs> and uh, uh, for the captioneers at Disney, Chinese is not a language. They were speaking Mandarin. But anyway, oh, <laughs> that—that's just something that bugs me. Yeah. It's, oh it, man, it it's, me. it's a valid like, point. Speaking yeah. Chinese, I'm like, well, I mean, they're not. Just like how England isn't a country, but we speak English. Anyway, um, uh, where was I? With the t <laughs> Uncle Deadly throws Tex Richmond off of a building. Yeah. Uncle Deadly, um, he's a lot funnier in the ABC show. They use him a lot. He does like the wardrobe for Miss Piggy and he's hilarious. And also Boba the Bear is pretty funny in that too. He's like the, the technical director for the show, I think. Or is he the floor director? I don't remember. He's got a headset and he says funny things. It's hard to tell who's doing what in that show. Um, with the telethon running short, Walter finds his talent by performing a whistling act to the audience's acclaim. Uh, he becomes a professional whistler. You got that joke? It's from uh, Madagascar too. Um, the tote, the tote board stops at nine million nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine after Tex destroys the nearby telephone pole. A glitch discovered when Fozzie bangs his head on the tote board then reveals the total donations were actually only ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Nowhere near the amount of money needed. Uh, which actually is a thing that I didn't notice, I didn't realize until my second viewing because it's, it was a lot of numbers. I, the first time I watched this, it was just like, uh, there's a lot of numbers. Oh, now there's a lot of numbers again. And then they cut away. Oh. Um, but then the second time I was like, oh, it went to sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I thought that it that did. Like, it made sense. Yeah. I <laughs> thought that, like, the first time I watched it, I thought that it was still at 9 million, but it added on 99 cents at the end. So I was like, oh. oh, so they were one cent away instead. Oh no, they they took it away. Um, that's probably my fault for not being not paying attention. Um, so here's the thing, though. Like, if they're literally, even if they were like one dollar away, they still made their goal. I mean, one dollar. Yeah. Someone had one dollar in their pocket in that theater. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, I don't know how telethons work exactly, but I feel like a lot of those are. Are they taking people's like credit card info over the phone and like oh, just yeah. doing the transaction right there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was worried. I was like, is it just like pledges or stuff? And oh my gosh, can we talk about the uh, the celebrity the, the oh yeah the, the forced celebrity cameos in this part, namely Whoopi. Selena Gomez and the kid from Modern Whoopi Family. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. It's uh, fine. Neil but, Patrick uh, Harris. Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. Yeah. I think it's it funny though. Uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. Yeah. What yeah. I didn't appreciate was Selena Gomez not knowing who the Muppets are and the kid from Modern Family asking if uh, Kermit is a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> like, oh, get it? Because they're young kids. I'm also, about the no same. Also, because no one knows the Muppets. Like, I'm I about the same age. Plot. I think I'm actually the exact same age as Selena Gomez. I think she's older than you. Is she yeah, she's about me? our age, though. She's about our age. Yeah. Um, I know who the Muppets are. And at that age, I knew who the Muppets she's were. She's 27, so she's older than me. She's 27? Wow. Dang, yeah. what? I thought she was the same age as me. Yeah. Huh. That teen magazine I read. 
nine years ago. <laughs> sure. One that was, said you were soulmates. No, the one that said that, <laughs> the one that said that she was like eighteen or whatever. I don't know. It would have been. I don't remember. But at one point, I thought I was the same age as Selena Gomez, and I was like, "Well, what have I? What am I doing with my life?" I'm sorry to take that away from you. Well, it, I, it, it just it just means I need to get to that level when I'm 27. You're the same age as her annoying little brother from Wizards. That doesn't help. <laughs> oh, what? That doesn't make me yeah. feel better. Um, Actually, he's probably younger. So, so this, let's get back on topic, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, this thing uh, had a pretty funny joke, I thought, um, when they were doing the whole call thing. At one mm-hmm. point, um, Neil Patrick Harris was talking on the phone. He's like, no, I don't know why I'm not hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was probably during the height of him hosting, like, everything. Yeah. Oh, the Oscars, the Tonys. Okay. The... That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. I, I didn't fully get the joke before, but I guess he did host a lot of stuff. I thought it was just him being NPH. But um, anyway. Both, probably. Uh, so they, they get nowhere near the amount of money needed. Kermit states that they tried, and that is all that matters. Yeah. Together again as a family, they will start over. Friendship. When the Muppets, uh, along with Walter, Gary, and Mary, walk out of the theater, they discover a huge gathering of fans and press. With Gary's encouragement, Walter joins the Muppets as they greet the crowd, and we get a Life's a Happy Song reprise. Gary proposes to Mary. Uh, Jack Black is taken and declared king of the hobos by Hobo Joe. I did not remember that from the movie until I read that recap and then watched it a second time, but I guess that happened. King of the, yeah. He becomes king of the hobos by Zach Galifianakis uh, and friends. And Tex returns the theater and the Muppet name to the Muppets after Gonzo's failed head bowling act from the telethon causes Tex a head injury, making him laugh for the first time in his life. I mean, that's a pretty Muppets. That's a pretty Muppets solution. The, the solution to the first movie Muppets is that uh, there, there's Machina. a. Yeah, uh, is uh, the, the, the antagonist of the first movie um, is uh, a guy who sells frog legs who is trying to get Kermit to be his spokesperson. Um, and when he refuses, he then is just trying to kill Kermit by the end of the movie. And they, like, meet in this, like, old west town. And the resolution is, um, uh, like, Kermit tries to just, you know, reason with him and talk him down. And he's like, get him, boys. And Animal eats an entire jar full of enlarging pills and becomes a kaiju and burst out of a building, and then sk- and then everyone, all the bad guys, just run away, and that's the conc- and that's how they solve the main conflict of the movie. So, I know Beaker was involved. I don't know how. But yeah, because Be- oh, because Beaker, Beaker, and science. Uh, yeah, are Bunsen Beaker, Honeydew. Um, are they working the, on the serum? Yeah. yeah, they were working on the serum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, I do think it's hilarious that um, the, the 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 villain is neutralized because of a head injury, which is a very Muppets thing. That Pretty happens. good karma. I will say, I teared up absolutely when they come out of the theater. First time I watched it, they come out of the theater. I still kind of get a little teary-eyed. And there's all of their people, and it's like, oh no, they didn't forget about the Muppets. Yeah. People still care. I loved that. I loved that. Because uh, like, it does, like, um, there's a there's a YouTube channel called Defunct Land that did a series about um, the Muppets under Jim Henson, basically, like the start of it. And like at the conclusion of that, when there was like a gap of nothing Muppets for a while until basically this movie, um, it, it was like depressing, like for the creators of the Muppets and for the actual fans of the Muppets, because people generally did feel like the Muppets were um, a bygone thing and weren't going to be popular again. And this movie kind of brought them back. Muppets Most Wanted didn't do well. The show after that didn't do well, which then makes this even more depressing because, yeah, sure, they they come back into popularity, but they don't really stay there. Hopefully, hopefully we get more Muppet stuff, but I, I I like that ending and Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah. At, Muppets Most Wanted ruins it. It ruins it because it starts immediately after this ends and they're like, oh, and all our fans are here and everyone's already gone and they don't care anymore. 
So I was like, yeah, remember that that wholesome ending? And eh, doesn't care. And they were all actors anyway, so not, it doesn't matter. I hated that. I hated that. But here's the thing about that ending. Yes. So if they had just left it at like, oh, we're one dollar away or whatever, and we can't get our goal, and then they like left the theater all depressed and then found out that everybody was there. You know what I mean? Then, and then that would have been a much better anyway. ending. Like everyone's got like a dollar in their hand or something. Exactly. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like and it's I a wonderful think... life kind of ending. Like, like oh, a, it really yeah. wasn't oh, bad. Yeah. Like, oh. A more yeah, earned yeah. ending than a bowling ball accident. I exactly. Do, I do still think he should have gotten a bowling ball to the gut and a hand injury. That's I think fine. That but still like, should have happened. Yeah. But I think I think yeah, yeah they, they still I, should I have lost the theater and then built it up because they don't keep they don't even use the theater in the entirety of Muppets Most Wanted. They're in they a, they're they're in Europe the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> and then they don't use no they don't use the theater they don't use the theater in the ABC show either because they're on they're doing a Miss Piggy talk show in the soundstage on ABC. Mm -hmm. So the the they get the theater back and then they don't do anything with it. Oh. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully in the new show, Muppets Now, um, they will actually use the theater. Or we'll just ignore the concept. Yeah, hopefully they've learned their lesson. Yeah. We'll For see. me, this movie is where the canon ends. <laughs> it's a nice package of just those two movies. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the uh, I guess, cold ending? Uh, like a cold open, but it was a cold ending where it it ends with um, him proposing to her, and then it goes right into the Manamana song. That <laughs> I, I see Cameron like the best part of the Muppets. That made me laugh so hard when she just turns to the camera. That was just. <laughs> I mean, that's their song. So when did the Manamana song come out? Oh, you want to get into this? Okay. Because clearly, Let's get into this. Let's clearly, get into this. it was popular when the movie came out. I'm assuming, and so they're like, "Okay, let's double down on this." Sarah, you want to explain the history? Go, do you want to go down this rabbit hole, Cameron? Yes. <laughs> so I believe Jim Henson was watching TV late one night. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know I was getting a backstory. Hold on. <laughs> and you're going to have to guide me on this one. I'm just it was look, a uh... Italian documentary am i correct um so far it, yes it, it, it was a popular song uh, mm -hmm. by italian composer piero umiliani it originally appeared in the italian film sweden heaven and hell he just thought because it's there's no words it's easy to sing along to sure and it so is the an Muppets kind it of adopted an, uh, it it is an exploitation documentary film about wild sexual activity and other behavior in Sweden. <laughs> okay. And so he took that song and <laughs> made the Muppets sing it. <laughs> and now it's like they are known. And now it's the Mupp and all the Muppets own that song. Oh gosh. <laughs> Everything about your childhood is a lie. It guys. was also very popular in the Red Skelton show. If you're familiar with that, uh, he did a, a play on it a lot. Which, oh, guess I guess that might have been in, like late '60s, early '70s, because that was when like washed up Golden Age actors were doing their own shows, like the Lucy Show. Okay, so here we go. Yep, so the song by the Muppets, yeah. Oh, and the Benny Hill Show did it as well. So it, it looks like the song came out in 1991. This, Which means well, no, no. The original song, the original. No, song. the Muppets with the Muppets version. Was the it Muppets in the '90s? Came out yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in. That's what like, it said online. Jim Henson stuff. Am I wrong? 1991, November 30th, 1969. Menomina was performed on the Ed Sullivan Show by three new and more fully detailed Muppet characters. Okay. There we go. So here's the thing. That it's means copyrighted in '91. This thing is 40 years old. <laughs> and they're just like, we're going to put it in our movie because why not? I remember the in, the in the trailer for this movie, it had all of them in the car and 80s robot driving, like everyone. And this song was playing over the radio. And they're like, you mind if we change the channel? Someone, like someone says that. Yeah. Um, the yeah, the trailer for this movie was not that good. It didn't really excite me 
like the big joke in the trailer was Walter getting thrown in the electric fence, which is funny, but it made the humor seem just like overly slapstick in the trailer. I'm sure yeah. Cameron would say that it is in the movie as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Menomina, way more accent marks in that title than I was expecting. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, let's, um, we, we, we've, we, we've discussed most of it. Yes. Uh, moment of the movie. Um, could be favorite part, least favorite part, favorite joke, favorite musical number. I want to go first because I want to claim 80s Robot. 80s Robot's introduction is my moment of the movie because I love 80s Robot. It's literally Nephi's background. That's I know, but I like 80s Robot, so I'm (laughs) taking it because I'm a host of the show and I can make the rules, but I will allow Nephi to go next as a recompense for stealing it. Um, I think one of of my favorite parts is the Muppet Man because... I love Little Rascals, and that just brought me back to Little Rascals. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm assuming you mean the, the I can't believe the, I fell from I'm Muppet Man. I'm assuming you mean the movie Little Rascals, not yes. the 1940 TV show <laughs> that's based on. No, which is better. <laughs> yeah, I just chose it. The original show, um, Our Gang, which is what it's based on, is. Hmm. That's a, that's a that's a rant that I uh, I'll bring up on the Wildcast some at some point because <laughs> <laughs> I I love that show um, aside from the outdated cultural depictions of course of course yeah my goodness it had those um let's uh, do Cameron all right your moment so, of the movie uh my favorite moment was uh, when they're going over that contract. And the guy's like, so it looks like they have to make $10 million in order to uh, save their theater. And the old guy's like, oh, you hear that? They're going over a very important plot point. He's like, oh, it better be, or the audience is bored to death. Our audience <laughs> yeah. is still awake? Stella <laughs> so and good. Waldorf are so funny. They yeah. Were, they were, I think, like, um, Statler is, as if, if, I, if I can't count Eddie's robot because he's not, like, a puppet, really. He's, he's mechanical. If I'd have to say my favorite Muppet besides him, it would be Statler. Because um, I, I fell in love with those guys at the Muppet Vision 3D in California Adventure. Because they were, like, the... Oh, besides the Sweetum actor who comes up, they were the only actual puppets in the show. Because everything else mm. was on the screen. And... I don't know. I thought they were cool. Oh, no. Let's rank the film. <laughs> I didn't get to say my favorite. Oh, Sarah, thing. Sarah, say your thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna begin sharing my screen for the for the ranking. Oh, um, I, I have to say, well, I just really liked Amy Adams in this. I like uh, Amy Adams can be your moment if you want. Well, specifically, <laughs> uh, it's another fourth wall break, like Cameron's, but when she's. When they're trying to convince Kermit and he says no, it's like, well, this is going to be a real Oh, yeah. I love that so much. That's that's my moment. Yeah, it was good. So let's uh, go to the ranking. I'm going to go there. And I'm going to... Wait, is it still... Does it it change when I do that? It does. Okay. I don't know. That's fine. Okay. So where would we... Where would we like to rank this? Uh, I'm kind of feeling number three, actually. Above Finding Dory, but below Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd be fine putting it above Guardians of the Galaxy, actually. Because if I had to watch one, it would be The Muppets over Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's kind of where I'm thinking. I didn't really like Volume 2, but um, I did like Finding Dory I think you're right. I I agree with that. Let's do two. Okay. Let's do two. Um... Nephi, uh, you don't have a, a vote to change it, but <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't put it that high, but <laughs> well, it's gonna happen. The Muppets. At least it's quality, Nine. unlike some of the ones further down the list. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, film information and statistics for y'all. Written by Jason Siegel and Nicholas Stoller. Directed by James Bobbin. Released November 23rd, 2011. Runtime. One hour, 43 minutes. IMDb score, 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 95% critics, 80% audience. Metacritic, 75 meta score, 7.8 out of 10. User score. 
And now it is time to spin the wheel. This wheel's week, this week's wheel was submitted via email by the Lunar Throne, which is the Disney Nature Collection. Oh no, I forgot about that. And you know what? It's been a while. I'm gonna go spin the wheel. Okay. I'm gonna go oh. spin it for expediency's sake. Bye. Okay, this week we will be watching The Crimson Wing, Mystery of the Flamingos. That sounds fascinating. Okay, I mean. <laughs> Flamingos. I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, I knew it was gonna be bad. I mean, you could have gotten like lions or like sharks or something. Yeah, but yeah, learn about but like, them eating like krill and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Shark Week's not on there, so I don't think there's any good ones. Yeah, it might not be sharks, but there probably are like cool lions and stuff. Yeah, but we missed that. Mm -hmm. And uh, real I'm just quick depressed. before we end, <laughs> well, let us let's decide. Which wheel All right. spin next? We do. Um, After that, we might need a break. We should do the princess collection. You know what? Yeah, let's let's do the princesses collection. Princesses. We will be, we'll be spinning the princesses collection submitted by email by Open Sprocket. Yes. Where did it my, get something fun or something? Where did terrible? my Zoom go? Oh wait, good. It yeah. paused during there. I didn't. Where's my Zoom? <laughs> if we get like Princess mm. Diaries, I'm gonna die. Okay, there we go. Watch um, your mouth. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. That came All out right. during my most formative my years. Formative years. So very, <laughs> very protective of it. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like the show, please review us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use to listen to and share it with your friends. You can send your reviews or comments to where streams come through at gmail.com. You can submit a wheel, such as a category or search term on Disney+. And if you send in your review, we will read it on the show. Or you can submit a recording on anchor.fm slash where streams come true. Thank you all for listening. Happy Muppets. Oh.